0: what up everyone it's your girl love elephant how you doing i hope you're having a fantastic day and wherever you are and you are listening to this podcast i hope that you're having a fantastic fantastic day so i'm new to this podcasting thing i don't know if it's gonna get uh get traction or what but i'm just doing it to make me happy so yeah on my podcast i think i'm gonna be talking about everything and everything that's media movies series asian dramas wish anything that's interesting that's on that i've watched i'm gonna be talking about it and i hope that you guys join me so today i am going to be talking about a drama that apparently has like three or four incarnations like they're redoing it and redoing it and redoing it and right now i'm just watching the latest uh renewal and the drama is called The Demigods and Semi Devils, and it's produced by MZTV. I think that's like a production company or channel in China, I think. And I'm watching the 2019. It stars Tony Yang, Bai Shu, Zhang Tianyang, and uh, a bunch of others that I haven't checked the cast list yet, but I should. So right now I'm on episode two. So episode one, honestly, was. It was really fast. Like, I watched the previous the previous remake of the demigods and semi-devils. And from what I gather, the demigods and semi-devils is actually a novel that was written in China a long time ago. So the previous one I watched, I, I watched these with my brother. He's also a huge fan of Asian media. The previous one I watched, it was it was okay. It was really good actually. It was really good. It wasn't okay, it was good. And I see that in the first episode, like it's really fast paced. They already have uh, Murong Fong and uh, the biggest sect leader. I haven't gotten his name yet. I'm going to do that. Fighting each other in the first episode. And in the last reincarnation, in the last uh, drama, that the, in the last remake, it took like, I don't know, 20-15 episodes for them to actually have that fight. So, my brother and I were kind of surprised because that was one of the few fights that was highlighting the drama. It seems like in this new drama, everything is fast-paced and there's no build-up. Unless, I, I don't know, maybe they have got something more to bring to the table. But for now, I'm on episode 2, so I'm going to watch the rest of that. And then I'm going to come back and tell you my what I think, my thoughts. Okay. Also... The other thing I noticed about this drama is the intro. I don't know why, but I don't like it. I don't like it. It's it's like for me, for me. I know there may be a thousand people that are fans of this drama that actually like the intro. But for me, it's, um, I don't know. Uh, the last drama, the last uh, reincarnation of the drama, the intro got you pumped for what you're going to see. started with a kick-ass owl and flying and people using martial arts but right now it's like um it's like an intro to a romance drama do you know what i mean you know how romance dramas uh they enter and it's all smooth music and beautiful lyrics and beautiful ladies with beautiful clothes on yeah it's like that it's it's not showing you that this is about to be a kick-ass epic journey kind of thing with three guys became brothers and also fight the evil like you know it doesn't show you anything like that and i'm also wondering who the villain of this drama is going to be because the last time the last villain was like a some noble guy I, i forget it's been a long it's been like four or five years i've seen the drama but yeah i'm also curious but i'm on episode two now so i should not just judge it just because i'm watching it now and i don't like the intro uh, when you watch a drama, from what I've gathered, if it's a Korean drama, you watch three episodes before you judge it. If it's a Chinese drama, you watch five episodes before you judge it. So now I'm gonna watch episode two, three, and four, and five until and, and then I'm gonna tell you what I think. Okay, so okay, after five episodes of the Demigods and Semi Devils 2021 release, I have to say. Um, Last time I dunked on... I, I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of recording this as I watch this, like, multiple times. And as I re-watch and re-listen to these episodes, like, I kind of hated the intro, but now that I listen to it five or six times, I think it has grown on me. I like it. I like it. Like, it has portions that are calm and smooth, and then it has really, really good fast paced uh, electric guitar kind of music that gets you pumped and then it like calms you down it's like going on a ride on a roller coaster it going extremely fast your adrenaline pumping and then there are moments where it just slows down so needless to say I kind of fell in love with the intro I like it now I don't know why it's weird I'm weird don't judge me that's how I am so I started watching it and uh on episode two First things first, um, the reactions from the kidnappers of uh, Duan Yu and his uh, friend who's a girl they knew, the first one. is kind of unbelievable. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't seem kind of genuine. I know this drama is adapted from a book that was written a crazy long time ago. But now it's like it doesn't work. And I heard and I also read on online that this drama was short in 2019 and maybe it was supposed to be distributed in 2019. Maybe it's because three years have lapsed or something like that. But yeah, I didn't get that part. Also, the hair burning thing. Did they censor that? Because I know that China's big on censoring their dramas and what is said in their scripts. Did they censor that? Because burning hair, really? You have a hot rod and you want to torture someone by burning their hair i think you can do better than that i don't know i don't know maybe i'm a villain i don't know also during the drama i've noticed that um the, the, the dubbing and the audio of the drama it's it's not perfect like it's, it's uh, maybe it's because of the first and second episode those two episodes the the, the audio quality was not good there are parts that were dubbed and there were parts where the actual actor said the actual lines because you can hear background noise and all of that and it felt really authentic i like dramas that don't dub their actors i want to hear the emotion that the actors portray so yeah this, they didn't uh sometimes they dub sometimes they didn't so i don't know i don't know what that's about i don't know also can i ask a question if you were in trouble and you were poisoned and you were held captive and they told the person that was with you to go free and go get you a... Like, would you find time to flirt in that situation? No, would you reciprocate when someone is flirting with you? in that? Because I don't think I can. Maybe I'm not strong. I don't know. But anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too critical of a drama. Maybe that's it. And okay. Also, the cute thing. The other thing that killed me is... I'm sorry. Spoilers if you haven't... If you haven't done discovered that by now spoilers don't listen to this if you want to watch the drama spoiler free i loved how don yu uh, <laughs> laughed at those two uh, martial artists that had eloped from <laughs> their clan and how that guy was putting on game on that woman and she was like oh no no he's like yes i'll die for you i'll drown myself in this river if something happened to you and dwan yu is looking at him like bruh bruh your game weak <laughs> and then he's laughing behind the bushes that part killed was funny also I, like i have a lot of notes there are some things here that happen that kind of like i, I don't i don't understand how this happened how do you follow the cliff how do you fall off, like, it's not like a little hill, that's a long as cliff, how do you fall off that and none of your bones shatter, nothing is broken, you just fall off and happen to fall on some grass and you're okay, you can get up, you can move, nothing's broken, nothing's bruised, I don't get it, TV uh, mentality, man, like, come on, some things are a bit too obvious for people, we we'll would be looking at like, nah, man, like, it would be a bit believable if he fell from a cliff and then fell into some water, but no, he hit the ground, bro he hit the ground there was no water anywhere close he hit the ground like like do you understand what i mean so yeah uh and also i (laughs) i also did not like at all the singing like the unnecessary singing stop stop it like, really, there's no need to be a lady singing in each... Like, it, it, it wasn't a, a natural transition. Like, one minute uh, I was seeing Don you uh, fighting in a cave, the next thing I know, there's a lady singing on a boat. Really. Also, <laughs> one thing I wanted to make certain of... Like, listen, guys. I have watched the Demigods and Semi Devils two, three incarnations, but this one. Like, in every single remake, one thing is certain one thing it, the one thing that is always constant is that Xiaofeng is still badass like he is badass even in this one like <laughs> they keep like you sometimes you know when they remake something and you feel like this person is not living up to the hype and the presence of the character in the-. no 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 Xiaofeng brought he brought gay like he brought it he that was like i like him and it's only been five episodes and i'm already rooting for him like yeah and he seems to also kind of be smarter in this remake like he seems smarter like the moves he makes he's no longer a pure lily white awesome no 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 he seems to have a little bit of cunning in him which is perfect because not every single can be a white lotus even superman had his flaws you know what i mean so yeah i watched it and it was fun <laughs> One thing I also want to say is that remember the, the fight that I was talking about in episode 1 like the, the, there was no build up and Murong Fu and Chao Feng got to fight no like <laughs> I knew Murong Fu was not happy about that loss but bro he did not take it well at all like at all at all also <laughs> I'd like to add that Murong Fu is very very arrogant i know that's how he's supposed to be por- like he's been portrayed that way throughout yeah yeah here it's like his arrogance is cranked it's cranked all the way up to a hundred like oh arrogance arrogance and also after Duan Yu, uh fell into that cavern and then he saw that jade statue of sister fairy as he called them or sister deity he fell in love. You know the story. He falls in love with the statue, but also, <laughs> as he's reading this, the, you know, I, I don't want to explain too much. But uh as he's reading that the book he found, he says that, "Oh man, uh this skill that sister's teaching me is kind of like stealing." But sister put it perfectly. It's not stealing. It's blah 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 blah. And in my head, all I'm saying is that, "Bro, your sister fairy says that she takes uh, chi from other fighters." She takes their fighting essence from, from them and uses it as her own strength. She's basically a vampire. What do vampires do? Suck blood to live. Suck blood. Like, she's a vampire. She's a vampire. <laughs> okay. The other thing that kind of <laughs> uh, made me laugh is, uh, you know, Duan Yu, the person that that, that, that girl that he was trying to rescue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that girl's father is <laughs> traumatized by anyone named Duan like like he's like he he has flashbacks about towards stealing his wife and that lady is not reassuring him that no i'm not gonna elope with this du- no 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 sis sis chill it's been like what 20 15 years relax yourself now come on oh, <laughs> oh my god oh oh okay so now i'm at episode three and Duan Yu always has uh, met uh, Mu Wang Ching, and (laughs) yeah, their relationship is funny. Like, there's something that kind of uh, bothers me about this. Like, how do women in the story fall in love so fast, so quickly? like for real says relax chill hold the brakes you can't just just because someone saved you or someone said nice things about you immediately you fall in love and you want to marry them i get it it was a really long time ago but i don't think that's how human okay i don't know maybe that's not let me not say because there's such a thing as love love on sight or whatever so i should not talk from my point of view i guess (laughs) okay and now episode four Episode 4 is when Venom. I know her name is not Venom, but I'm calling her Venom. You know, the the, the beggar sex uh, wife. Oh my god. The beggar sex uh, leader, elder's wife. That woman in the first one, like, she was trouble all of us knew all, if you read the novel if you watch the previous remakes of this drama you know that that lady's trouble like she's evil she's venomous she, like she'll do anything to accomplish what she needs and i can already see her trying to influence the old <laughs> the old dude into uh okay i don't want to spoil it a lot like i can already see her trying to influence the old dude to be to 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 form a coup to overtake the biggest, like, because she wants to be the wife of a chief. Like, you can already see that women like this, like, as a woman, it's not bad to have ambition. I will never say that because I have ambition. My ambition at the moment is to be, to get my doctorate and maybe I'll study to be a professor later on. Anyway, this is not about me, it's about a drama. But her ambition when ambition becomes toxic and it hurts everyone around you in a negative way then it's no longer amb- ambition, it's greed and to her, obviously, what she's doing is greedy like, everybody agreed that Tofang uh, should be the leader and now because she wants to be the wife of a chief she, like, no, I don't like, I don't know her name but I'm just gonna call, in my in my head, she's venom. Also I died laughing when they changed seats to the old dude and his wife laying in bed and the old dude was breathing like he's at the end of his life he could not keep up with her he could like he old dude don't marry a young girl if you can't keep up she's laying there you can see that she's unsatisfied she's laying there like oh this is my life and he's there like wow greatest day of my life that was awesome and she's just laying there like she's not even breathing heavily but he's busy going Like he's about to pass out at any (laughs) minute. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh oh my god. I can't (laughs) oh okay. I'm done laughing at the old dude. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. And then we have honestly, uh Mu Wanqing, you know, you met uh, Duan Yu and uh You know, she falls in love with him, and then third evil (laughs) arrives on the scene, then becomes second evil, and he's still cute with that kacha thing he likes to do. You know when he says he's gonna break someone, he goes, "I'll kill you, I'll kacha you." Still doing that, still cute. (laughs) Like I never, I never hated third evil. I don't know why. I know I was supposed to hate him because he's this evil. No, I thought he was cute. (laughs) he's adorable, he's like a little five year old it's adorable <laughs> and then um obviously uh Muang Ching tries to f- tell the uh Yu that now that you see my face it's either you marry me or i off you that's that, That's the only choice like marry me or say goodbye to your life. You be my husband, I'll be your wife or it's your life. What are you supposed to say that like as a like no to you guys? If somebody says you marry me or you die, and there was nothing, no police, nothing, nobody could do anything about it. What would you do? Of course, you're gonna choose to be that person's spouse. You don't wanna live. So poor Dwayne is like, okay, I'll marry you. I'll marry you. It's not, but I'm gonna die anyway. You remember he's poisoned. Oh my God, I'm relieving. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> So he's poison is he's like, okay, I'll marry you. And that's where episode 5 ends. Like, a lot of shit happens. A lot of... Like, it's progressing nicely. I thought I wasn't gonna like this. But so far, I'm liking it. Uh, it's really good. It started off weird and the production was weird. But now I think they're starting to get it. They're starting to get their groove, their rhythm. And everything's going well. So hopefully, the story does not flop or disappoint me. So I'm just gonna keep watching. And I hope I like it. So... Ladies and gentlemen and my beautiful genderless community. Thank you so much for listening to me, and I hope that I brought a little laugh to your day or kept you busy or kept you on focus for whatever you're doing. I'm gonna come back and maybe i'm gonna I'm gonna make like episode five episodes, five episode podcasts, but I also wanna there's something I also want i'm I was also thinking of doing the devil judge. Because <laughs> that was awesome, and I was also thinking of doing Vincenzo, like anything that kind of caught my interest. I'm I was thinking of doing it, so I'm gonna do that. So f- this will be it for my podcast, and I hope you come back and listen to me and join me and follow me and all of the, those things that influencers say. I don't know none of those things. What share, follow, like, and subscribe, and all of that. <laughs> I hope to see you again, and I hope that we can talk some more. Okay, bye. Cool. Okay, so. I have to talk about this. Like, I wasn't planning on talking about it, but it just keeps on ringing and ringing in my mind. It's like, you know when you have an earworm and a song is stuck into your head and you're like, okay, it'll go out. It'll go out. But it doesn't. Like, I have to talk about this. And hi, I know it's been a while. To the five or eleven of you that's been listening, thank you for listening. You're awesome. So, if I don't put my thoughts into something, I'm going to explode or they're going to drive me insane. So I chose podcast because Apparently I'm way too shy for Cameras I like lock up So let's do this Okay So I am going To be talking about The reason like This drama came out of nowhere People were like amazed At it but When I think about it and look at it Right now I've been a fan of let's just get into this, Korean media, for a while now, like, I've been a K-drama fan, like, Asian media has been a thing to me, I've known about it, I've known that it can go from the super-highest quality, the greatest storytelling ever, and it can go from pretty shitty, I mean, like, there are some things that when you look at, like, mm, uh, no, so, uh, the drama that's all, with all the rave now that people are talking about and raving about is Squid Games. Like, I mean, it's not a new concept. There was a Japanese drama that came out. What, what was the name about uh, those friends that get locked into a world where they have to compete in games? I forgot about it. I watched it. It was also survival game. It was pretty good as well. I'm going to look for it and maybe do a rewatch of it. But right now, people are talking about the Squid Games, which... In fairness, is a pretty good, like, awesome source of uh, entertainment ever. It touches on a lot of things that people did not think about until now. I mean, they thought about it, but it wasn't like a boom in your face, there I am, here I am, think about me thing. So, let's start with Squid Games. Okay, so, basically, I started watching Squid, Squid Games on Netflix with... My family out of the house, just an uninterrupted, roughly six to seven hours of peace and quiet and me really engaging into the story. So what the Squid Game is about, we have a set of games where people play like childhood games, you know, the games you play when you're younger, hide and go seek, um, the statue game. Uh, In South Africa, Rebita so yeah you know the games you played as a child but then they have deadly stakes they have extremely deadly stakes like when people are playing a portion of people has to die now a lot of people the thing that's been going on and on and on in media and tiktok and facebook and youtube and instagram is the first scene the first scene in the i don't know if it's the first episode or the second with the girl with the doll that hides her eyes and then she counts and then she says uh red flag or green flag or red light or green light yeah that's the one that really drew people in to the street games that sequence was shot magnificently and the acting and like you can feel the intense emotions through the actors and like you could you, you felt like they weren't acting that's how good that scene was. A good, like, it fucked a little, like, it fucked me up. And I liked it. Okay, so before I get into the meat and bones and chicken and stew of the Squid Games, we are going to look at a few characters that are kind of the main focus points in the Squid Games. So the first one, we have gi He's player number 465. Basically, Gi-hyun is a bum that's all i can think. i mean most of them in the street games are bums, but some of them are brought there by circumstance. you'll see as my list goes on. so gihyun is a 45 year old or 50 year old man mooching off his old elderly sweet mother. like he does nothing. he wakes up late. he's a gambling addict. He's, he's basically a piece of shit guy. like uh ladies, gentlemen and non-binary people, he's that kind of partner. That all of us fear, like he's the kind of partner that all of us avoid, and if you're in you with that kind of partner, my love, you deserve better. I think you should move on so that 's hyun that 's how bad of a person he is. he's a gambling addict. he gambled his daughter's birthday money away do you hear he gambled his daughter's birthday money away that 's how bad of a human being he is, and then we have sang Wu sang Wu grew up with Gihyun. He was known as the prodigy child. The one that people were like, he's going to go far. He's going to make millions. He's going to be better. Like, from a small town, there's going to be that one kid that everybody's like, oh, yeah, this one is going far. So that's the kind of kid that Samu was. He was a big, big investment banker. He was awesome. But then, you know the thing called life? It can come in and kick your ass and smack you by the face and then make you smell the shit that it just shed. So, Sang Sangwoo was involved in fraud. Now he's got, like, billions of loans. Like, he's got hella loans. He's broke as fuck. He's, like, he's that guy that he's, like, most likely to and then doesn't. Oh, my God. So, Sang Sangwoo, I called him the, the, the smarty heart. He was, like, he's, oh, my God. Oh, Sangwoo. Okay, let's continue. And then we have Sebyok. Sebyok is an escaped north korean girl i think she escaped with her family to come to south korea for better opportunities because from what i hear i'm not sure i don't know i can't say any circumstance north korea is not the best place to live so her family kind of ran away or i don't know what they call it and they went to south korea but then i think along the way her family died and the only person that was left was his was her younger brother so she went into those games did all these shady shit for her younger brother who is now in an orphanage Seb Jok was actually the one I was gunning for because her reasons for entering the Squid Games were the, the most valid like her situation had me thinking if my younger sister was in in this situation I, I have a sibling and I'd go to hell and back and like for them so Seb Jok was the one I was like yeah she is the one who deserves the money she's the one that gets to do the shady shit and I'd be like yeah it's for her younger brother I'll do the same and then we have old man Il-nam. He's player number zero, zero, one. He's player number one. Uh, old man Il-nam, be shady. Like, you make he, you feel sorry for him, but then at the back of your mind, there's that thing that always whispering to you, like, no, something's wrong, something's wrong. So old man Il-nam, uh, gi kind of takes a liking to him because I think the old man reminded him of his alien mother. So he started taking care of old man Il-nam. And a friendship began from there, like a the father-son thing, kind of began from there. And Gihyun started taking care of the old man, and they had a relationship going on. And then we have Doksu. Oh my god, Doksu is the typical gangster piece of shit you see in every gangster movie. Like he's the non redeemable absolute asshole of assholes. Like he's the guy that you just hate. And the actor that plays this part, I've seen him in a few of these, but I also have seen him in one of a few movies that I actually like. So I know he's got a gift for acting the part of the gangster, but I know he can do so much more. I've seen him in other parts that he's played. He's really good. But in this one, I hated him. So he did a great job of portraying the gangster, typical scum of the earth that he is. And then we come to also my second favorite person in the Squid Games abdu ali oh player number 199 ali is a beautiful brown cinnamon roll like he's the sweetest little thing like i was waiting for his backstory to be horrible and no 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 ali is sweet and nice and awesome and Oh, my God. The only reason... His reason is also... He's also one of the people I was gunning for to win. I knew that Gihyeon was the main. But I was hoping for Ali to also come out on top. Because he went to Korea to take care of his wife and children. They left, maybe, I think, a warring country for a better life. You understand? So, he had a wife and a child. And he had to take care of them. He was doing anything that he could. So, he was failing and... Uh, a representative for the squid games came along and he took the chance which i would too if i was in a foreign country and we had nothing to our names so he did and he's the nicest he's the nicest sweetest little oh my god guys like i loved ali i love ali and then there's menu oh my god Minyo. oh yo yo why you when they say women are dangerous, I think they were talking about Minyo, Minyo's category because that woman, she's player number two, one, 212. Oh my god, that woman. Jesus. You know, when you say somebody is a sleeky, slimy, slimy snake, they meant that woman. Like, she's a parasite, she sticks onto. Whoever she thinks is powerful, whoever she thinks can get her to the top, she clings to them. And that's her way to the top. She doesn't mind going through the gutters and the rubbish and the dirt. And then she's got this thing of acting mighty and hot. Like, I know through psychology, it's like a defense mechanism, but... Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I didn't... Oh, okay. I didn't like her. I mean, she had a few redeeming scenes, but they weren't enough for me to go... Oh, my... No... No, no, no. And then lastly, we have uh, Mr. Jin-ho. Like, Jin-ho, I don't know why he was in this. I I was hoping for him to be like a rescuer type type of person for these people in the Squid Games. But he was, I don't know, he was a useless character for me. He he didn't bring nothing. He just poked around. He shows up, okay, so maybe he's then... Um, He's a he's a showpiece. He shows us the behind the scenes of how stuff behind the script Games works, how the mechanics, the bones, the structure, everything. He shows us uh, about the power structure of the people that control or the orchestrator of the script Games, how it works. Fine, I get it. But he did absolutely nothing. He just exposed... He's an exhibition piece. He just exposed a few things here and then, here and then, here and there. But he did nothing to help the characters but maybe that's just for me so that is it for the characters now we're gonna get into what i loved and what i didn't like in all honesty in all honesty um you can really enjoy the squid games for what it is it's a brutal piece of entertainment that lets you experience the dark depths of human nature when humans want what they want and they see others in their way like i enjoyed the fact that we got to see human depravity at its finest what people would do for money what people would do if they were they were pushed into a financial corner you could see the desperation of everybody taking part like like, for example, let's talk about the first scene where um, 400 and I think it's forty fifth 45 or 50 or something people are gathered and they are introduced into this game. A representative comes, selects uh, 450, 400 and something people from Korea that are in the midst of financial ruin. These people, because they're desperate, some of them because of their circumstances, some of them because of their own idiocy. They decide to join and all of these people are taken. And you could see that the people that are behind these games, when I first saw it, I was like, it's the government culling the population. It's the government culling people that they deem are not necessary to society or people that are not necessary that are taking up space with somebody productive. Only to find out that no, 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 no. Okay, let me not spoil it but you could see with the way uh that like the people that are behind the squid games or the organization that's behind the squid games they have a lot of power and influence and money because the amount of vans and transportation and ships and the island like the island is a mechanical marvel to watch there are trees that move like a ceiling it's it's amazing so you can see that there's a lot of money involved in these good games to come through so these people are taken into a sort of bunker there are 400 and something beds placed there and all these people are introduced to one place you know and for the gangster i think his name is uh Doksu, this is when he tries to assert dominance that he's stronger than everyone. This is when his typical gangsterism and bullying comes forth and he starts forming his little clique of lone down dirty nobodies and you could see like people trying to flex and like people trying to fit in it goes to show you that no matter where you are, there are there's always a click that some people can fit into so he started forming his little gang and everything uh went through and then they told them that if you play these games and uh, when you win there's money and then they showed them this big like the piggy bag could be to the size of my house a biggest piggy bag that every time you win every time you successfully complete uh this little piggy bank thing is gonna be thrown in with money what they don't tell them is that the money that's going into the piggy bank is each and every life they have weighed their lives to mean 200 million do you understand me each and every person's life there is worth 200 million won i don't know maybe an estimate is about two million dollars if I'm not sure. In South African money, I I I can't convert that because uh, I'm lazy. Never mind. So people play the first game. They're in their minds. They're thinking that they're gonna be playing easy peasy games, nobody's gonna die in nothing. And then they play green light, red light. There's a robot there, it hides its eyes and then it counts. Blah 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 and then it talks and then it says red light and it has motion sensors for eyes and it sees somebody move. That's when all hell broke loose. Like, I can't spoil it for you. You have to see it for yourself. Oh, my God. The bloodbath. T- oh, my God. And that's when all sh- like shit started going down. There were shady dealings behind lines. There were, like, everything is connected and... Somewhere, somehow, if they show you something, just know that later on, it's going to connect to something. Except for the policeman. He's the one thing in that story. Like, I think he's... I think he's going to have a part in season two. Because there is no way that the story for him ends the way it ended it left a lot of question marks to me so i was hoping for season two but i saw i've been reading online apparently they've been uh, season two has been greenlit by netflix so i am extremely looking forward to that so what i didn't like though is that you could see where certain plot points were going to lead to like there was no they were subtle but if you're one of the types like me, you like to solve a murder on TV before it happens. Like, you think you think of every possible answer. And, mm, yeah. If you're one of the people that like stuff like The Mentalist and Leverage and Bones and stuff. Like, you like detective shows and you like to put clues together before they're finished. It's not going to be that hard for you to see who's going to be the winner. Who's going to do this? Who's going to do it. Like, it's going to bum you out. But... But it's still an enjoyable watch. It's still wildly enjoyable because I enjoyed every single minute of the Squid Games that I was watching. I loved it. I started it and I ended it on a high note. Mm. Some of these things are just me being picky, but I loved it. So if you are listening to me trying to figure out if should I watch it? it, No, just go watch it. Just go watch it. You're going to love it. Trust me. Get a giant bag of popcorn and some... Water or whatever drink you want, and sit on your couch that day. Choose to do nothing and veg out and watch it. So that was my take on the Squid Games. I hope everybody enjoyed this. Please, uh, like, subscribe, and share, and come back and listen to me ramble on about another source of media that I liked. I and if you can just send me a a text, a comment, or something. Let's talk. Let's engage. I know people have been doing. What's it called? twitch i don't know not twitch I, there's another thing i don't remember uh i don't know what his name is but i don't anyway let me just stop rambling you guys are used to it by now i ramble so i'll catch you on the next one i love you stay healthy stay safe and always wear a mask bye